You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. We are indeed live on News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. I'm Phil Williams hosting Right Side Radio. And like the man said... We are solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, some of you out there are probably already starting to categorize yourself. Are you a right-side ruffian? Are you a policy warrior? I hope you're at least somebody who's going to say, not on my watch. I mean, there's things happening around us left and right that make you feel like being a conservative, you're in the minority. But like my wife, Charlene, always says, there's actually more of us than there are of them. And we need to take that up as a mantle of authority and walk in it. Hey, listen, before we go too much further, though, let me tell you about my friends at ZLA Solutions. You guys, listen, I know them personally. They are, they are amazing at what they do, and they're all over North Alabama right now providing jobs and helping employers find people to fill the ranks of the, of the workforce that we have here in Alabama. We have great workers in Alabama, and we have great opportunities. Sometimes you got to put the two together. ZLA Solutions, you can find them at ZLAUSA.com. That's ZLAUSA.com. They will do the headhunting for you. They'll staff your, your, your facilities, white-collar, blue collar, no collar, doesn't matter. ZLA Solutions, they like to say, we don't make it, we just make it better. And they're there for you as a business owner or someone who just needs to go to work. Hey, listen, I'm glad to have somebody uh, in with us today. Uh, Dr. Casey Wardinsky is here with us. Um, he is now running for Congress. I mean, apparently he's into self-inflicted you know, pain. But uh, he's a graduate of uh, 1980 of the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. Uh, he's a career Army officer with a great career. Uh, from 2011 to 2016, he was also the superintendent of the Huntsville City Schools. Um, he's got his uh, master's in public policy from Harvard. He's got a doctorate in uh, policy analysis. And most recently, he was the assistant secretary of the Army for Manpower and Reserve Affairs under the Trump administration. Did I say all that right, uh, you Dr. Did. Wardinsky? You did. Really? All right. Well, good. Hey, listen, I got to ask you something, though. Um, just before we even get into anything, just me and you talking here. So as, a, as, as, as two colonels sitting here right now, uh, me coming from a generational army family where all of us got our commissions through ROTC programs at state-funded universities, and you're a West Point grad. Just tell me, is it true? Do West Pointers have a secret handshake? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> we can't even agree on what hand to wear the ring on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, literally, if you want to tell me off the side, I won't tell anybody. But but I just, there's always this thing. They've got a secret handshake, man. <laughs> I'm not aware of it. Uh, well, listen, uh, Casey, thank you for being here today. You're actually in studio with us. We like it when that, when that can happen. Um, you're, you're running uh, for Congress, uh, the same seat that Mo Brooks has been in for quite a while now. And... Um, you bet, but you've got uh, a, a pretty amazing resume that has led you to this particular point. And, and so I just want to know right up front, why do you want to run for this, this seat? Uh, well, it really is the outcome of about two years in Washington with the president. Uh, I was one of his uh, principal officials of the U.S. government when you're an assistant secretary. Uh, pretty big portfolio, Senate confirmed. Uh, and it gives you sort of ringside seat to the permanent government. Um a lot of trouble in that city uh folks that do not appreciate when america sends somebody up there to uh, take a fundamental hand in the way the country's headed and and actually believes they're in charge uh, you saw it with colonel vindman right he, he right. objected the president's right. policy with regard to ukraine uh and here he is a lieutenant colonel uh, thinking his his outcomes are the ones we have to follow uh, you saw it with the fbi uh, people over in the headquarters over there. You saw it in the CIA. And I'll be frank, I saw it in the Pentagon at the very highest levels of the Army. Uh, we saw General Milley last week. 
that did not surprise me. Um, yeah. The military did not hanker to uh, President Trump. Um, they they were pretty much opposed to uh, his approach to Russia. Uh, they were opposed to getting out of the forever wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, and he took a pretty firm hand, and at every turn they tried to uh, defeat him and stay uh, stay the course that they thought was better. Well, and, and I think you know it's fair to say that even in the military, uh, there can be bureaucrats. Um, you can have bureaucrats in uniform. Uh, they're used to having things their way and right. seeing themselves as somewhat the established representation, and they will be here when you're gone, they like to think. Um, and, and, but that's in every organization, too. Right. And so, so do you, how do you, uh, taking your experiences, how do you go to Congress and sort of break that code a little bit? How, how do you think you can do that? Well, I think it's important to send folks up there that uh, come equipped for the job. Uh, Alabama uh, defense is an important industry in this state. Uh, you were just talking about education. That's an important area in this state as well. The state has more school systems under federal control than any other state. Huntsville City Schools is still under federal control. Hmm. These issues are strangling uh, many of our cities. In my view, uh, greatly impeded development in Huntsville. Uh, when Space Command uh, makes the final decision about where it's going to reside, these issues will still be on the table. Colorado doesn't have any school systems under federal control. I mean, these are pieces of business the federal government has uh, laid the footsteps of our city and, and uh, school system leaders. Uh, they need to be addressed. Um, only one court in the United States is in the Constitution. It's the Supreme Court. The others are funded and uh, authorized by the Congress. Uh, I think that we need to know what we're getting for our money in many of these cases. Uh, 44 school systems at last count in my book uh, here in Alabama, all being addressed at the school board versus United States government level. Um, why? Why is this still going on? What have we achieved? What money have we spent? What money do we plan to spend? What outcomes do we seek? These are all normal questions in any field except that one. Uh, defense. Defense is pivotal to this state, and in this state it's by and large Army defense. Uh, Army budget's going to be coming down, and coming down in probably a pretty big way. Uh, in a budget-neutral environment at Department of Defense, somebody's got to pay for a 300-ship Navy. Somebody's got to pay for an Air Force uh, that can keep China inside the first island chain from uh, Japan down to the Philippines and on over to Vietnam. Uh, these bills are going to get paid. Uh, if they're going to be Army bills to be paid, we're going to have to have pretty good representation in Washington, D.C. to make sure that somebody's making the case for things that go on in this state, whether it's Aniston or Rucker or up here, uh, Redstone Arsenal and that they're allowed to compete and provide defense services to our country uh, that they have demonstrated they're the best at doing. Uh, the reason I came to Huntsville to be superintendent was my Army experience. First assignment out of West Point, thought it was a great place, and then probably put $700 million in the economy here in various projects I oversaw, and things were always delivered on time, on budget, and a better quality than I had expected. Well, and that's that's huge, and, and you, you do have an interesting um, – uh, and somewhat eclectic look at uh, the things that affect Alabama. And I will say that uh, up front, and, and this is not an endorsement per se, but I do appreciate the fact that you were a superintendent of the city school system in Huntsville. I'm a product of the city school system in Huntsville. Um, my, I had a daughter-in-law who, who taught in the city school system uh, during your tenure, as a matter of fact, who had, by the way, good things to say. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, uh, but, but all that to say, 
Alabama is also ranked dead last in the nation right now. On the recent NAEP ratings that came out, uh, Alabama was now number 50th in the nation in education rankings. But if you broke it down by category, in math, we were 52. How do you get 52 out of 50 states? Well, we're behind Puerto Rico. And and Guam, I guess. And no, actually the DOD schools overseas, which I also attended some of the Mm -hmm. DOD schools overseas. So what that's saying is, is is that we're not doing what needs to be done with stack taxpayer dollars. And, and people are going to say, well, you don't fully fund education. But the reality is there are eight states, I believe it is, that spend more per capita per student every year than Alabama does. Excuse me, less. They spend less than Alabama mm-hmm. does, and they rank higher than us. So obviously money is not the issue. So what? tell me what you believe you bring to bear with regards to your education background, not only your own personal education, but having been a superintendent. Right. Well, <clears throat> we did a lot in, in terms of turning education around in Huntsville. And my experience there uh, gives a pretty good indication of what can be done. Uh, I understand what role the federal government played in bringing that about that turnaround, and it was pretty much zero. Uh, it was the local community and local leadership. Uh, understand why math is a struggle here. Uh, my conclusion was it was talent in the elementary schools. We needed people teaching math that had a passion for math. Uh, elementary teachers have to teach five things. Uh, and if math isn't among the things they really love doing, it's going to be the bill payer, and it's going to pay you know a bill much later on in middle and high school and then in college uh this area ought to be tip top in math uh, we've got no end of engineers and really bright people that are very numerate uh but uh what it takes is strong leadership and uh an environment of high expectations uh, we expected to be a national level school system uh, school systems ought to have something to hang their hat on whether in the case of huntsville it was cyber education and advanced manufacturing in addition to blue ribbon schools uh, but there ought to be a pension for excellence. And if there isn't, there ought to be competition to bring it about. Absolutely. And I, I think that's one of the things that's missing is that too often you see that the uh, the entrenched bureaucrats, if you will, in the public sector, school system sectors, uh, they, they have the mind that uh, they are the only ones who understand how to do education. And they don't like competition. We, we yeah. saw, unfortunately, this past year in Alabama, and while some charter schools have been um, – uh, I would say somewhat questionable in their approach to education. The reality is it's one of the few forms of school choice we allow in Alabama. And, and yet there was a complete lack of interest on the part of the legislature to consider level funding charter schools to the same level as traditional public schools. Right. Um, and and I, President Trump said that school choice was the civil rights issue of our time. Um, do you see uh, at the federal level, if you get to Congress, do you see school choice being something that can be taken up? I do. Uh, Other states are ahead of Alabama. Uh, When I was in Colorado, we had districts that were moving very quickly with school choice. Uh, Charters, to me, is is something to kind of calm the crowd. If you've got parents that are very unhappy with public education, you kind of throw a charter school over here, and and those that are most engaged will likely go to the charter if they're not happy with what they have in their local community. Uh, Those who don't have parents who are highly engaged, uh, they're still going to be left to catch as catch can. Uh, I believe in full competition. And and so let the parent decide where they'd like to take the child. Uh, In Huntsville, we made a lot of progress. Uh, Frankly, I think there's still a hell of a lot to do. Uh, And uh, competition will help make that happen. I agree. Listen, I want you to stay on through the break because we're going to come back and talk some more. Hey, folks, real quick, if you haven't seen it, though, Otter Creek Farm, you guys got to check Otter Creek Farm out. They have got an amazing thing going on right now. They are putting together a South Dakota hunt. They will take people out to South Dakota for four nights and three days on a getaway in pursuit of wild pheasant. It is an amazing thing. Check them out at ottercreekfarmstead.com. I'm Phil Williams. It's Right Side Radio, 18 after the hour. 
We are solid, conservative, just plain right. We've got Casey Wardinsky in the studio with us. We're going to talk to him some more in a minute about the run for Congress. We'll be right back. AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Hey, listen, if you want to call in, we're going to have time here in the last half hour after we finish up talking to Dr. Casey Wardinsky, but uh, that number is 866-494-WVNN. That's 866-494-WVNN. Hey, listen, one of the things we want you to call in on, if you heard the earlier thing where we did, you know, the uh, Adventures in Woke World, uh, had a lot of fun with that, got a lot of immediate feedback. If you'd like to know or or suggest a segment for Adventures in Woke World, call in and and tell us what that would be. But right now I'm in the studio, and before I do any more with Casey Wardinsky, let me just go remind you guys that the E-Tax Breaks uh, is a company that is doing amazing things right now to find money, literally find money for businesses that didn't know they had it out there. If you're a company that's hired people, a lot of you have. If you're a company that's retained people, a lot of you have. If you're a company that chose to locate in a geographic location, you may have no idea that there are tax credits and incentives that are available to you. That's all they do at, at e-tax breaks. They find money you didn't know that was available for you. I've seen this company wipe out whole tax liabilities for companies. You can find them at etaxbreaks.com forward slash right side so that you can they can track what your uh, our listeners are, are sending their way. Hey, listen, I am with uh, Dr. Casey Wardinsky. Uh, Casey, you're running for Congress. We talked a minute ago about your time in education. I want to ask you this, though. The segments we've been dealing with today before you came in studio have dealt with uh, what I would call woke policies, critical race theory, um, things that conservatives don't typically cotton to, some of which are being called just the next boogeyman for the conservative crowd. No, this is the march through the institutions. It started in the 60s. Yeah, uh, your mic was off and ready to go. Casey, say it again. No, I I don't see it that way. I see this as the march through the institutions. It began in the 60s with uh, what looks a lot like cultural Marxism. They're they're not going to rage against the man. They're going to become the man. And now Uh, they've got Hollywood. They've got academia. uh, They've got the large corporate boardrooms. Uh, Really what's left is is the Americans. Um, and, and now they're after them, church, uh, family, all the institutions that matter. And, and truthfully, uh, I, I said earlier in the show, and they want our kids because That's they right. know that if they, if they, the only way to stop the next greatest generation that held the conservative values that made this nation what it is, is to co-opt the next generation. That's right. Um, so the, uh, you may have seen, uh, former superintendent, that the <laughs> National Education Association just came out in the last couple of days touting critical race theory as something worthy of being taught in every state, and they're going to put money behind it. Yeah, aren't they a dream? Jesus, what a nightmare those people are. Uh, no, no obvious contribution to the advancement of education in our country. I think I heard their president talk about how exhausted teachers are after having the last year off, uh, and now they got time for critical race theory, which... Education, a lot of the beginnings of it is not theoretical. It's like, here's the way you do math. Here is the way you build a sentence. Young people normally need to know the fundamentals before you can get into theoretical discussions. Uh, And that's usually reserved for like upper grade, high school, or college. Uh, And the problem is they're not just revealing a theory. They're teaching a belief system. I I saw it at West Point. We had, I want to say, nine of our top graduates, class of 18 and 19, write a manifesto that they shared with the academy and then said, by the way, we're going to send it to 
the headquarters department of the army and then to congress and then the world uh and it, it basically said uh this was from a road scholar a couple of marshall scholars uh, uh i think it hurts and a few others but all scholarship graduates who are now uh, opining from the vantage point of Oxford and other lovely places while their classmates are fighting wars uh, about um, stereotypical things. The white culture of the army, you know, likes guns, uh, is typically conservative and needs to be addressed uh, for their white privilege. The top leaders at West Point need to confess their white privilege as the way they got their positions and become allies to remove white privilege and the uh, systemic racism to sustain white supremacy. Well, you can bet I got on a plane quick and went up there. Uh, and I had a nice talk with the dean who informed me that uh, they had academic freedom. And I had I, I reminded her I had her budget. <laughs> and it would be getting cut. And that if they had money at an engineering school uh, to teach a belief structure, not just to talk about Marx like General Milley was talking about. Okay, you want to know Marxian theory? Great. No, they were teaching a belief structure. If the top cadets walk out believing this stuff, I don't know how they took an oath. I did ask if we were going to bring them back to West Point and see if they had an idea in hell how their beliefs uh, reconciled with the 14th Amendment. Well, and that's, and that's you know, I, I said something on Twitter and I got taken to task by some of my usual trolls not long ago that woke means nothing when you're outside the wire. That's right. And, 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 you You're know, an American. <laughs> that's right. You, literally, it's, 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 the, it's the, the troops on your left and right. It, it, that, that's what matters. It's, it's, the, it's the point the weapons downrange, and, and the enemy is over there, not right here beside you. That's right. And, and, and outside the wire, if you're, if you're not in military parlance, just for those of you all that are listening, outside the wire usually means when you're in the base, you're safer. When you step outside the wire, you're in, in, you're in Indian country. And so that being said, there is no room for woke outside the wire. No, and this stuff will destroy the military. Early on, uh, when the riots were happening in Washington, Washington D.C., the peaceful protests, as they called them, uh, I had him sit down with the secretary and the chief of staff, and uh, they were beside themselves about what were we going to do. Uh, they thought they had to do something, and I'm like, well, why don't you just sit and defend our country for a little while? Uh, but they felt like we had to do something. I said, well, the two things we're not going to do is hire consultants, and we're not going to bring in academics from uh, higher ed. Uh, because they will destroy our culture. They don't have the mission we have of hang together in dire circumstances to mm. defeat an enemy that wants to kill you. And now what have they done? They brought in this guy Bishop and these other characters uh, as consultants to the Department of Defense who have no grasp of military culture and the role the military plays. And they're setting about to build this as a belief structure. I spent a lot of my time uh, in some aspects of my personal military uh, time uh, under U.S. Special Operations Command. My last gig after I left Battalion Command was to go down to, it's called the Joint Special Operations University and be an instructor uh, before I retired in 2017. And, and, and all said and done, I was pretty shocked to see recently that SOCOM, that literally spends their time outside the wire as a matter of daily course, that SOCOM uh, hired uh, someone to help them with diversity in the ranks. And they didn't just hire somebody, they hired mm -hmm. an activist. That's right. And, and, and we're seeing that left and right. And I hope your time in Congress, should you get there, uh, is, is going to be uh, able to address that. So, listen, we only have about a minute left. I want you to tell the people uh, who are listening right now where they can find out more about your campaign and, uh, and maybe get involved if you want to. I'll give you that platform for sure, a moment. Sure, thanks, Phil. Uh, friendsofkc.com is the website. You can see uh, the platform. Uh, you can tr contribute if you'd like to. Uh, videos there that encapsulates uh, what I'm for and why I'm running. Uh, this is an important election. This is a very important election. 2022, am I right? 2022. So 2022, uh, Mo Brooks is running for Congress. We've got him coming on tomorrow, as a matter of fact. That's great. Uh, Katie Britt. Uh, you've got competition also. The I mean, right. primaries are part of the democratic uh, you know, society that we live in. 
Um, and uh, best of luck to you, Dr. Casey Wardinsky. Thanks for being on the show today. Thanks, Phil. Uh, we appreciate you very much. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Right Side Radio, where we are solid, conservative, and just plain right. And you, you tune in and stay with us because we're going to talk more and more about the things that matter. We're going to make sure that you know that if you're a right side ruffian, if you're a policy warrior, if you're somebody who's willing to say not on my watch, that this Right Side Radio is your voice because you are not alone. There's more of us than there are of them. Phil Williams, be right back after this.